give us a look back. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have five participants. Wait a minute. Well, Janice. technically, it includes us. Sarah, Janice. Okay, you and I, and the whole. Okay. looks like a session just ended so I'll give it a minute right right how's the weather where you are Tori so I'm in um where are you at where do you live <laughs> well I'm from New York but I moved down to Richmond Virginia it's sunny today though we have 70s this week excellent okay yes. so I'm in Charlotte um oh. and I think that we have the same weather going on it's okay quite delightful outside okay yeah my best friend one of my best friend live in Charlotte North Carolina Oh yeah, what what area do they live in? I forgot because she cause she just bought a she just moved from one location to the next. I don't know. I went to visit about three times so far. Once this year, I'm gonna go back. Excellent. I can't tell you the area. I can't remember the main street we was on. I just remember this main street. <laughs> That's so she, awesome. She was about 15 minutes from what's that big mall name down there? Oh, South Park. Yeah, she's about 15 minutes from there. Okay, got nice it. Nice neighborhood, very nice neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're probably in the same area because I'm like 10 minutes away. Okay. Um, from like the South Park area and like an up an up and coming space. Well, okay. I would say that the space that I'm at, like people that are from Charlotte or like have been here for a while, they'll be like, I never even knew this existed. And I'm like, Wow, keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, don't, right. don't be coming in here and messing right. with this, right? <laughs> it is fine the way that it is. Right, so, right. Um, but it's an older neighborhood that has like every like my acre is like a quarter acre, but it looks bigger just because okay. uh, I'm on a corner lot and stuff. Right. But, um, it's a really beautiful subject, like old nice. school. Okay, okay. That's good. That's yeah. Good. She's trying to get me to come down there. Move to Charlotte. I was like, I don't feel led right now to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I visit back and forth. That's how you get to know places like I did the yes. Mm. yes, absolutely. Well, and the thing is, like, you travel and do presentations so you can get to know people that exactly. way, right? Exactly. Again, the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Exactly. Yep. So right now, I'm kind of parallelpreneuring, but my job gives me the flexibility since I'm working with clients one-on-one to kind of schedule my time. So I more, do more contracting for that purpose of growing the entrepreneurs. <laughs> I hear you, girl. I hear I mean, the contract stuff, that is being an entrepreneur too, right? It is. It is. Yep. Self-employed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It all gets lumped under to one giant category. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What time is it? It is 11.08. Smile. She went, okay. She just turned the camera off. All right. What do you think, girl? Should we give a couple more minutes or like go or? Maybe, maybe one or two and that's it. Then we just start. Okay. Yes. So what's your next presentation that you have? This one is a mental health, mental health. What is it mental health? Yes, mental health conference. It's dealing with everything's mental health. Well, actually it's health altogether, self-care. My focus is going to be on mental health and self-care, how the two go hand in hand. So that'd be easy for me because I do it every day with my mental health clients. <laughs> yes, it's always self-care. Yes. It's always, you know, so we talk about it all of the time and the mental health and I do mental health support counseling. So excellent. that won't be easier for me. So I'm like, okay, it's not as stressful. I can just jump in and do my thing and go. <laughs> do your jam. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's the nice part is that when you're owning your zone or your right. lane, like it right. just is net. Like today, right? I was like, let me know if you need me. We're just going to bounce back and forth. I, like, appreciate, I really appreciate that, Tori. I was like, oh, she seemed cool. This is good. This going to be <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm about as, like, structured as it needs to be. And then, right. like, after that, like, that's what I was I like, here, do what you want with this presentation. I tried. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because we're just going to use it as, like, a, you know, like a whiteboard almost to be able to then bounce off up and stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good. I get you. I know. I thought the same thing too. I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm doing all these other conferences. I'm like, oh gosh, it's just too much work. I have to prepare for that one. I have to travel for that. And book it was a lot. So I was happy. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> yes. I hear you. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's get going if that's okay with you, Cheryl. Uh, yes, I'm ready. Okay, perfect. So we'll welcome everybody who's here today. We'll give a little bit of introduction to ourselves in a minute, but I think just from a housekeeping sake perspective, two things. One is please feel free to unmute yourself and to ask any questions in the presentation. We're totally happy to just dialogue and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, as some of you might be listening to the conversation right now, Cheryl and I don't know one another. And so we're just vibing back and forth and stuff. Yeah. So this is going to have a lot of authenticity and just, um, you know, just empathy and support for one another because for me, and I think Cheryl's probably in the same boat if I'm speaking for you too, girl, is that that's how we get right. where we want to go is together that way. The other thing is, is that if you feel more comfortable of just putting in a chat, you're more than welcome to. I will tell you that this is a workshop, which means that means engagement from you yes. so it's not just us chatting we really want to understand how you're feeling or what you're thinking so that we can be in the moment with you and just dialogue about things so please let us know you're not interrupting us at all when we're conversing or talking to you we really want to engage with you um before we move forward i thought that i would just give a little bit of info. You're welcome for explaining that for you. So um, just let me give you a little bit of info on what this session is about. So the beauty of managing in your own skin. So you were in corporate America and now congrats to you that you've decided you want to run your own business, but you can't quite grasp the pitfalls or know how to integrate or implement those leadership skills within your own business. People, leaders have them follow them and managers have people do the work for them. A good business owner needs both. So we will be talking about when it comes to management versus leadership and that sort of thing. So the first thing that Cheryl and I really want to say is congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we could sit here and talk all day about the process. Yes. The mindset of yes. even choosing to become an entrepreneur. The risks, the everything, <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> absolutely, yes. absolutely. So what I want to say is this, and I think this goes along with the theme of leading in your own skin, mm -hmm. is congratulations on taking your name off of the bottom of your to-do list and putting it at the top and deciding to go pursue what you really want. That's right. That's what that's about, right? Yes. 
Absolutely. So, so thank you for being here. And Cheryl and I would love to share a little bit of information about the two of us. So I'll toss it over to you and um, tell us about you. I, I can't wait to get to know about you and then I'll tell you about me and then we'll go forward from there. Alrighty. <laughs> well, my name is Cheryl Howard. I am known as an inspirational and transformation strategist. Inspirational because I'm faith-based. So I like to deal with the whole person. I do life purpose coaching. I'm certified as a life purpose coach. I'm also certified as a mental health um, professional and a pastoral counselor. And so I, I know a lot about leadership and also I learn a lot about serving. And my leadership style, we'll talk about that later, is servant leader. You know, um, I've been in the mental health field for about 11 years. I worked even as a cosmetologist for many years. And so there's a, I, I have a lot of different hats that I play, that I wear, and um, learning how to group all of that together. I'm a person who have compassion about people. So what I mainly do under my business, Get Your Life Back Coaching, is help motivate people to break through barriers to help them propel into their purpose because we all deal with some kind of barriers. And some kind of barriers can be what we're talking about today, being comfortable and leading in your own skin and who you are and embracing all of that and bringing all that you've been through your journey with you. And so that's what I pretty much do because I've had to pick up pieces in my life. I had to learn to gather everything after being abandoned and going through a whole lot of different things, like start life over again, rediscovering who I am and then what qualities I have. But we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Hey, so I got a question for you, Cheryl. So okay. why did you choose to name your company Get Your Life Back? What was the straw oh, that no. broke that camera back? <laughs> So I'll just go as far back as after divorce. I was married 10 years. Um, long story short, husband converted to Islam, went to another place. That ended our divorce. So now, Tori, um, at that time, I didn't have a high school diploma. I'm starting from scratch. Wow. So I, I was a cosmetologist working in a salon, but I had to, and I'm raising my daughter. And so now it's like I have to start from the beginning of putting the pieces of my life back together. So I literally had to get my life back. I went back to accomplish some things that I didn't accomplish, going back to high school, we're actually getting a high school diploma, going to college, and then even in college, realizing my own, like what I love, what am I passionate about? So it led me to the mental health and the counseling social work field, and just start climbing from that and just really just getting the pieces of my life together, getting back on track, rediscovering who I am. I'm remembering the things that I loved when I was a little girl. So sometimes you have to tap back into what you always desired, what you're passionate about, and I just started operating in those things. And when I made the decision, like you said, the mindset to do so, things just started unfolding. Even a conference like this, connecting, positioning myself to be in the room with other people who are either doing what I'm doing on another level. Because they always say it's not good to be in a room with people who, every, if you're smarter than everybody in the room, you can't grow, you can't learn. Mm -hmm. But um, that's what helped me. That's what gave me the idea to name it, get your life back. Because I had to get my life back. And I know the processes of doing that and the sacrifice and then the entrepreneurial. When I mentioned a little girl, I had to go back to when I always desired to own my own business. So even own a salon. And it was like, because I'm faith-based, I'm like, for me, it's like God showed me that like, okay, this is what we're going to do. It gave me a sense of direction and linking up with the right people. I love hearing that. You know, have you ever heard of the word inner bonding before? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So when somebody says like, I go, I'm going back to a memory or a thought from the past, yes. Yes. that's inner bonding work. Yes. And 
it's fascinating if you guys want to look up those words, yeah. but really what it means is that there was something in the past. And this is actually, if you think about it from an entrepreneur perspective, like you just said, right? The drive. The dr um, right. I'll tell you my story in a second here, but I mean, I've had this idea in my head of being, um, I didn't know I wanted to be an entrepreneur. What I knew is the thing that yeah. I kept seeing not be addressed was driving me bonkers that it wasn't wow. being addressed. Right. So the gap between where people are and where people think people need to be in their career, that gap in between is what was always driving me bonkers in all of my jobs. But right. to finish off this story and then I'll jump to that one is inner bonding is about going back to the root the yeah. memory and about uncovering it and about understanding that's right because then you can you can relate you can empathize you can get to your core and to your soul and to yeah. be able to get how do you get on your path yes I know yes. people can relate to that. I know somebody can relate to that. Yeah. Good, good. Okay, cool. So, so perfect. So my name is Tori Stevens and I run a company called Evolution. You'll see the name of the spelling is a little bit different because it has the word you in the middle. You constantly have to be evolving as an individual because if you don't, we're in trouble. And what we're in trouble is, is that you decided to punt your happiness on external objects and you decided that it was somebody else's responsibility to know what to do with you in your career. That's right. <laughs> there's there, right? There's like that. And I'll walk away slowly from that. So what I do is, um, I just mentioned for the past 14 years, I was either in higher education or corporate America. I was in a talent developer role. So when I was in higher ed, I was in career services and I would build and run these hundred person volunteer peer programs. And when I was in um, corporate America, I would build and run internship leadership development programs and consulting teams for fortune 500 companies. And as I already mentioned, the gap between where people are and where you think you need to be because of somebody else's impression or interpretation gets you in trouble with your career. And so I chose to leave Bank of America two years ago and I became an entrepreneur and I coach, teach, consult, and speak around the country. And I help people see the difference between their identity and the role that they play. And a lot of the time we are really muddled in together yes. and we need to be separate running parallel lines. Now that doesn't mean you're one personality at work and one personality outside of work. It just means, do you know the roots that you planted into the ground? And do you understand your longevity plan of how you're going to leave a legacy and purpose so that you can authentically show up. That's what that means. All right now. Love yes. It. Love it. <laughs> and I did a lot of what you did. You know, I didn't get into all that, but like running groups and mentoring programs and helping people identify their strengths, you know, what they bring to leadership and to management. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All right, all right. So, so we have a small group of individuals here. Cheryl and I can keep bouncing ideas off of, but I'd really appreciate if the two individuals or three individuals that are on the call with us, yeah. if you would either unmute yourselves or if you want to type in the chat, that's totally fine. But we would just love to know what are, do you want to write seven to 10? That's totally fine. But 
at least a couple, what are a couple of qualities that you really appreciate about you? Good question. Did I answer those questions? <laughs> I did think so. And I'm happy to do it. Like, I'll write some in here too. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ability to be organized. Love it. <laughs> yes. Reliable and on time. Yes. Ability to be bright side of everything. Love it. And then, then your name is Smile23, which yes. is great. The bright side of everything, the, you know, like the glass half full or the positive nature. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Love it. Having a high EQ. Yes. The emotional intelligence to empathy and to relate to uh, yep, individuals, the tenacity, the servant leadership. 100%. I love these qualities. I meant, I meant to put that to everybody, but yes. <laughs> oh, you put that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we can just do this. You won't see it. Oh, it's going to copy and paste. I know, right? I don't think you can copy and paste. Oh, you're right. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Well, Cheryl said. <laughs> I'm retyping. The ability to look at things analytically as well as emotionally. Yes, that qualitative versus quantitative is so critically important. I think that's a huge missing element. Um, right to how decisions are made a lot of the time in corporate is it's a very quantitative approach right. versus a qualitative, like understanding the story approach. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Keep typing. We're so, we're, yeah. we are absolutely happy to have these. So the reason why that I'm asking these questions of how, what do you like or what do you know about yourself to be true is because unfortunately in my eyes, but Cheryl, I'd love your perspective, is these are typically the first qualities that you, um, what's the word I'm thinking about, that you question mm -hmm. when it comes to when you meet somebody new that you're interested in potentially working with when you are an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I am a very like energizing, forward thinking, thought provoking person. And I can't begin to tell you the number of times in my past life, we'll call it when I wasn't an entrepreneur that I was told to not ask as many questions, right. sit down and put your hands underneath you until I tell you to ask. Right. You've got some thoughts, but I don't know if I want to hear them. Why do you right. keep asking so many questions? Right. Maybe there's some relatability to this that people can empathize with. Right. So the beauty is, is that what I say for myself, and then I'll punch it to you, Cheryl, is there are seven and a half billion people on this planet. Uh -huh. If you try to be everything to everybody, you're just going to be the joker of all and the master of none. Exactly. Exactly. I know for me, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a very much like you. I'm very introspective. I like to know the why, who said that, 
you know, why do we have to follow that? I'm always questioning stuff, but not in, in a way that's challenging, because sometimes it can be misinterpreted as challenging. I'm trying to get an understanding. I'm big on, and all you're getting, let's get an understanding. And so I know I'm introspective like that. I like to, that helps me to understand people. And, and I, that's why I notice that I'm an empath, empathic. But to understand that's okay, because for a while, I would struggle or people would persecute me for my qualities or what, you know, my, I feel are my strengths. And I realized that's a good thing. With everything, Tori, we just learn to balance and set boundaries. But there's, because there's always pitfalls to things that we'll talk about later. But those are some of the qualities I know I realize that I have. And I like to, for me, it helps me to be more relatable and come approach a relationship with grace, whether it's work or whether it's personal. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm going to move to the next slide to kind of tee you up and then I'm going to just keep wrapping up. We would love to know what is your definition of leadership and success, if you want to type that in. And as you're sitting there thinking of what your personal definition of leadership and success, I'll give you a quick story that Cheryl really just touched on. I too get told, used to be told all the time that I was, I got the word intimidating put on me. Yes. Yeah. So what I asked my therapist when I knew I wanted to leave Bank of America is, okay. why do people keep saying that I'm intimidating? Mm -hmm. And she said, when there's something inside of you that another does not see in them, nor do they want to get curious on how to figure that out, they will be threatened by you and yeah. distance themselves away from you versus lean in and say, hey, Cheryl, I love that you are super positive. Like, how do you do that? Right. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, so that's super important to recognize that when you lead, when you manage your entrepreneur adventure, who are you being? Because right. if there's anything is your net worth comes from your network. Exactly. And if people don't know how to advocate for you, when you're not in the room, you are not going to be very successful because if you think that you're the one who has to do all the work when you're right. an entrepreneur, it is absolutely a team for sure of That's the right. people that you put around yourself. Right. It would definitely be overwhelming. Yes, absolutely. So, so as we chat, so what is your definition of leadership and success? So somebody wrote being a person who can be and an, an innovator and understand people and motivate the people around yes. them to be better. Yes. yes, exactly. Absolutely. Or it could be a quote if you have or whatever, but we would love your definition. Success, being happy internally and externally. Absolutely. I would also say success is really important when it won't feel like a roller coaster if you don't have a external validation factor that dictates success. So success is coming from that internal fulfillment, which will then continue to be your fuel and reignite you in order to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So success used to be tied directly to my career, working on redefining this for myself. Thanks, Lindsay, for saying that. I hear you as somebody who does this uh, for individuals that this is the reason why I asked this question is because success typically is tied to most people's um, title, money, status, identity, right. the, the, the seat that they have at their office, if they have a window type of thing, right? And that's really difficult because when you rely on that external object, 
ain't gonna get you very far things, things come and go and always say success to me is really doing what you love to do what you're passionate about because it brings a sense of self-fulfillment in life and a sense of purpose and if you're operating in something that don't give you a sense of purpose i don't know if that's really success you may have acquired money you may have a quiet status but if you're not really doing the things that gives you a sense of peace and fulfillment that you love to do then you're not really to me successful you're doing you kind of sometimes maybe following a traditional you know path or what you think everybody else definition of successful leadership is Absolutely. So authenticity is very important Yes. You know, the other thing I think that you just said that's so important to say is not everybody was given the gifts that you were given. Right. I don't think like Cheryl. I don't have Cheryl's background. Cheryl doesn't have my background. I don't, my, mental health is super important to me, but career is really important to me to talk about, right? So that's the beauty is that we have to be able to be diverse that's and right. inclusive and then elevate one another. And if we, uh, if we honor ourselves in the way that we want to manage in our own skin, right. by continuing to educate ourselves and get curious, like that's what's important. Right. Yep. I think the other thing that's important here as we move on to the next slide to say is, are you operating in 100% of your personal definition of leadership and success? Right. What I just did to you all, which is why it's this critical to understanding your definition is I just held up the mirror. And the reason why I just held up the mirror is because what I hear all the time, and I'm sure Cheryl that, you know, I'd love your perspective on this is we have a definition. I think it's my next. Yeah. Um, definition or expectation on what we want everybody else to look like or be like, or do right. like, right. Right. But what happens is, are you even your own definition, right? And so get real with yourself and ask yourself on a scale from one to 10, if this is my definition, am I meeting it at a 10 all the time? Right. And if the answer is no, you gotta go, is this my right definition? Or why is this not applicable or obtainable to me to always be in my skin? of this like what else is going on here but what do you think Cheryl about why is it critical to understand you from that leadership and success perspective I'm critically thinking about the question <laughs> but I was thinking about when you talked about am I the word authenticity came to my mind again and how we adapt um, roles or as ascribe to certain roles or other definitions that we put on ourselves and that's not being authentic so again being introspective and of your leadership, your leadership, your managing ability or whatever that is, what is it? And that incorporates understanding who you are as a person, as a whole, all of your skill set, all of your passion, all of your, you know, your character, everything goes into trying to find out, you know, what is your definition and understanding that and understanding that with everything, again, finding boundaries, find, finding, um, what was the other word I used? It was another word. It just left my mind, but um, it's that's a really good question though critical to understand is yes. you need to know because you need to be able to communicate certain things to the people that maybe is working under you or with you, you know, or for you. And so that's part of being a, a good leader. When you're clear about who you are and, and how you execute things, 
Just like someone said earlier, thanks for sharing, Terry. Thanks for helping me to understand. You've given clear definition. You bring in clarity, and that's very important. Yes, absolutely. And so what Cheryl just said teases us perfectly up. And by the way, if you've jumped in here um, since we started the presentation, please put information in the chat. Please unmute yourself to have a conversation. We're totally game to talk to you, yes. um, just to give you a heads up. So, so here's the thing that's so important is I would love you to type or to tell us what fears do you feel when you're trying to run your business? And the biggest question about this that Cheryl just hit on is why do you believe this? Mm. What is the story that right. you have told yourself that allows you to be limited by what you want to do or how you want to manage in your own skin? Right. Let me give you a quick little example as you're typing in like what fears that you have and like why do you believe this? We'd really love to know this piece because we don't talk about this stuff and we right. need to talk about this, okay? Exactly. So if there, um, there's a really awesome series on Netflix that's called Explained. And they have a seven-part series that is about the brain. Yes. And what you'll get really fast in these 20-minute episodes is that the brain only has a space for past and for future. It does not have a space for present. So here's what happens. This is my analogy when I'm coaching people from their career perspective that I tell them. Life is like two bookends. The left one is past, which is past behavior is the best predictor of future behavior. The right in bookend is the future, and it's the Stephen Covey reference of begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So here's what happens. If your brain only has a past and the future, and life very much operates from how you've either operated or the way that you want to operate, there is no space right now in between your past and your future. So what happens is, is that you take a fear that you've created a narrative or a story. Maybe you have or have not walked through something in the past and you pull it into the future because right now there is no space between the past and the present. And so if there's anything on my side that you write down, it's this. In order for change to occur, you have to create space. Right. And then you have to hold the space for change to actually happen. Right. So when we think that instantaneous is going to happen about what we want in our future, you're going to miss the boat. And I always tell people, be present today for your future to show up. Right. So that means you would have to get curious about the past. I'm sure Cheryl knows all about this, working with individuals right. from a therapist perspective. Right. And to think, if you want a different, you got to unroot and replant and identify the past so your future can show up for you. That's what fear is about, is about uncovering the narrative that you created for yourself. Right. Mm. I was looking at, okay. Janice said, fear I won't be able to generate enough income to sustain myself, not show why I believe this. And that's a, it's like what Tori said, going back, and it, it goes in with what I do a lot. Um, as a mental health professional, understanding where does that core belief come from? Where do you get that narrative? Where's that story? Is it something that someone spoke over you? Is it based on things you have gone through where maybe you've experienced a lot of failures and now, now you tell yourself 
that um, this is not going to work for me, or you compare yourself to what everybody else is doing. And so one of the strategies I like to use, Tori, is Socratic questioning and thinking. It's like you're putting that narrative and story on trial, and, and, and you also have this, this like pretend prosecutor, and you're testing that core belief. Where does that come from? And sometimes you have to go back. And, and think about the things people said to you, things you have gone through, failures you experienced, even me sharing earlier about me going back to pick the pieces of my life back together. I had to deal with disempowering thoughts. I had to pull them down. Going back to school is very intimidating as an adult. And so these fears of, I'm not gonna do well, you're not gonna get your degree, I don't even know why you're going through the motions of this because it's not going to happen. I had to dismantle these things when I realized that's a narrative, that's a core belief, it's also a lie, and I have to come to those terms with, and, and then also embrace failures and see it's changing your perspective. I look yeah. at it as a lesson. Okay, I fell here, but it's a learning lesson for me. I'm going to take what came out of that and let it guide me going forward. That's why I talk about propelling, overcoming barriers, and that could be a barrier for like Janice is talking about why that thought process, that narrative, that story can block you from moving forward. So we have to deal with that core belief and then change our perception of how we see it. Can I learn from this? Every Because I realized I had to do the self-talk. Everybody fails. The most billionaires tell you they failed hundreds of times. They made so many mistakes. But the mindset of an entrepreneur becomes, I got to do this. I got to see the end. It drives you. But that's a process of transformation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you just teed us right. We play off of each other so dang well. I love <laughs> This is fun. So, so Lindsay wrote, fear of not good enough. People won't want to work with me. Probably because I, um, I believe this because I haven't even tried, right? So here's a couple of things. Do you have complete sentences? The majority of the time on your fears, you don't. Right. And they're these long run on sentences, but you never get to the why. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But Brene Brown has a really good view when it comes to what a conspiracy theory is. Uh -huh. And here's what she says, and it's in the Rising Strong podcast with Oprah, if you're interested. She says a conspiracy theory is having limited or no factual information and believing something to be true. That's why so if you say that again, that's why you're putting it on trial. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yes. And so when you put something on trial or when you start poking the bear at something, you're yes. peeling back the onion. That's what I say about people's careers. Get curious, yes. peel back the onion. But here's the other one. A fear is an expectation or a judgment or an assumption that you have already placed on yourself without being, and you're going to be burdened. Like that's what fear does is it burdens you. So imposter syndrome is just a fancy way of saying, I don't want to feel that way. So I'm going to look like I operate a different way. It's all about, you have to honor and own the feeling that's what this is about if you scroll up to know like what were the seven to ten qualities people say did you notice they were all intangible skills did you notice that they were all about people's attitudes and characteristics and value that is honoring yourself from a feeling perspective versus already placing judgment on you before you even do something exactly, exactly. yes 
Absolutely. So the name of the Netflix video is um, called Explained. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, then they have a ton of different ones, but this one's about the mind. So if you just type in Explained, you'll find it. And there's lots of cool things. I'm gonna look for that too. I gotta watch that. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. So speaking of another thing that's really awesome, if you don't know who, and I'll type his name in, Simon Sinek. Oh my gosh, go look him up. Really? So Simon Sinek is a great one. So he has this concept of the golden rule of why, which basically says it's not what you do, but why you do what you do. Okay? So here's an exercise for you that's super simple to do is write down what do you do in your job. Like, mm -hmm. it's really basic, right? Just write down what do you do in your job. Then write down how you do that job or that entrepreneur service that you do. And then write down why do you do it? And when I mean why do you do it, what I mean is what is the ripple effect? What is the purpose, the bigger overarching purpose where you won't be in the room, but it will come to fruition for somebody else because you decided to stand in your truth at some point. So quick story is John Maxwell, who's a leadership guru guy. He talks on a podcast how this gentleman walked up to him and said, gosh, I wish I would have met you 10 years ago. My life would have been so different if I had. And John goes, you didn't want to meet me 10 years ago. And the guy's like, what do you mean? And he goes, I didn't have this knowledge 10 years ago. So you wouldn't have been where you are now if it, you know, so like you got to, and we all, I think can get on the same page of recognizing like that's called like one of those God moments, right? Where like the purpose just like full fledged aligns. That's where my high comes from. Right. I can't have a judgment or an expectation on what I'm going to do for others. I have to do it through me That's because right. nothing's happening to me. Right. And then what happens is, is I get these emails and text messages and more referrals because people are like, oh my God, I've heard so many things about you. And I've like, this is what right. I've heard. Like, that's where that like just reciprocates again and again and again. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Sometimes people, that's good you said honoring your story because some people don't realize how their story is like breakthroughs for other people. Yeah. Again, changing your perception and perspective about your story. And a lot, because a lot of people, this keeps them stuck, Tori. This is a barrier. They won't move because of their story, not realizing your story can be the answer to somebody's question. It's like you are the answer to somebody's question that's going to help them go forth in life and live their own overarching goal. And so when we learn to see our story can help people, and I know that comes with a certain level of vulnerability, being authentic, but not, not condemning yourself and understanding, really, we all have a journey. Some of us are bold enough to show up and tell our story. I mean, I got empowered by other people sharing their story. It helped me to open up about the things I've gone through. I hadn't always shared, oh, I went through a divorce and my husband converted to Islam and now I'm left abandoned and me and my daughter was homeless. But I got more comfortable with sharing it because I realized people like to feel like they can relate to you, to your story, and it helps them. It frees them up. And yes. that's what we're trying to do, basically. Yes. Helping you to be ma managing your own skin. <laughs> I, yes, I love it. I love this. So, so for me, I, my story is um, the book, share, or excuse me, the book um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. So I have a story that I don't share, but I totally will. I don't share it very often. And, and for me, the reason why is, is because the world loves to know the dirt of others. Right. And then they are like, 
oh, that's why you're doing what you're doing. And you're like, no, actually it's that. But because I chose to tell you this piece of how would you know any different? So this is what I say is people only know what you tell them. So be really mindful of what you tell them and why are you telling them? Before you tell somebody something, you better know why you're telling them and what you want them to do with it. That's right. Yes. So for me, so here's the deal. I told you that I've been told sit on your hand, you're competent and have a brain, but you're not allowed to make a decision. Right. I got some really heavy HR stuff, we'll say, put on me because I went and did a free workshop for women in the community on resumes and confidence and got dinged for it. And I I called one friend up that night and I told her all the details of what happened. She goes, you better thank that company that you were at because they just told you that they're not, they don't want what you have to offer. So what are you going to do about it? And I was like, I teach think, talk, walk. And the reason why I teach think is because We talk a real good game when we are being dramatic and when we're gossiping and when we're frustrated, but that's not going to get you where you want to go. You got to honor that story. And I had to say to myself, I sat down so many times outside and went, dear universe, something has got to show up. I need signs. And I had so many signs in the nine months that I knew that I was going to leave the bank of people calling me up being like, you have no idea what you've done for my career a year ago. And now look, and I was like, this is it. This is, I need to honor this. There's so many answers in silence. We just have to shut up enough in order to be able to hear ourselves. You got the reaffirmations and the confirmation that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And and yes, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. Yes, of who you're, what your purpose is, and what your leadership is. Yes, absolutely. And so, the book Daring Greatly by Brene Brown it's the quote by Theodore Roosevelt that the whole book is based on, which is, It's not the critic that counts. It's the, it's the person who's standing in the arena with blood, sweat, dust, and tears, and who keeps getting up again and again and doing again and yeah. trying. That's what vulnerability is, yeah. right? Is the try. So if you haven't watched The Call to Courage on Netflix with Brene Brown, I'd highly suggest you do it. It's a great one for sure. Brene is good, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So, okay, Cheryl, so take us here. What's next for us? Developing and identifying, we kind of touched on it, your own leadership and management style. And this kind of really sum up all of what we said, because now we're leaving again. This is for people kind of leaving corporate America or leaving some kind of structure that you work under. And now you're doing your own thing. You're the entrepreneur, you're the manager, you're the leader. And so what we have to be careful with, with Tori is, Um, Of course, we learn things from leadership, people that we work under, managers, supervisors, and and CEOs, but to develop your own leadership because we adapt some things which you can bring, but now you have to create your own space in your own lane. And so all the things we talked about, knowing your authenticity, understanding your story, how does that fit in your leadership style? All of what I've been through, I know that I'm a servant leader. I like to serve. I love it. I love to help people match their, live their potential and what they say, live their best life. And that's mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially. So I understand that's who I am and develop in that area because sometimes we can be under bad leadership and bring some things with us that kind of are counteractive to what we're trying to do. So it's just learning, developing that also comes with the next session that'll come as well when we talk about being coachable and being teachable. Yeah. Very important. Yep. Okay, to move on to the next one? Okay, yes. Okay. I think the other thing that you just said real quick is that please understand when you think about why you want to manage and how you want to manage, 
Is it based in what you authentically know about you or is it a reaction to what you have or have not seen in others? Right. I work with people on that a lot in their careers. I'm like, so what do you want in a leader? Well, you know, I haven't had this or I really like that. No, 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 no. Is that what you really want? Or is that what you've only seen that you think that you know? So if you don't continue to listen to podcasts or videos or TED Talks or thank you for coming today because this is how you develop yourself, you only know what you know. So there's so much more to learn. I'm glad you said that because, again, being in a room with other people, learning from other people, then you can kind of see, you know, because you, you'll find other people who have similar characteristics or, or leadership styles that you have, and it kind of, you kind of get like these where you go, aha moments, like, okay, that sounds more like what I, what I do or how I would approach certain things. So all of that developing your own leadership goes and it involves discovering your own identity and leadership management style. Um, that's the self-assessment, right? Everything you talked about, your core beliefs, why do you believe that? um detaching from other style and method to develop your own style you know and and that again that comes to being free and and managing in your own skin maybe you bring a lot of humor just give an example you're humorous in your approach to your leadership style that may be your strength that's how you relate to people that's how you manage and people feel like they want to you know work for you or, or if you're developing a team or whatever or you have clients or people that you work with now you're developing your own style realize that's a plus that's not a negative uh, maybe the maybe your audience or your t- the people you're going to work with they need you who you are your authenticity you're not trying to be like somebody else's it also involves becoming teachable again coachable what tori just said being in certain spaces listening to podcasts reading books going to conferences um you learn so much that's why i, I don't know i don't know tori you probably do the same thing i take a lot of notes you know even in church i take notes because i want to go back and i want to think about that later and again i get very introspective you know how does this apply to me i learned to take out the meat and spit out the bones because sometimes everything don't apply to you but you know you take what does so being able to be coachable and teachable reason why i put that in is because sometimes a pitfall would be that we're closed-minded we're inflexible and that becomes a barrier and you can't grow and you can't learn that way you don't have to always agree with everybody but there's something you can learn from a Brene Brown you know all these different people that we you know um, Tori has brought up and then translating and transferring your skills and your talent into your business of course that's what why we build in certain um, structures in our business we're bringing everything that we our story number one may be part of what you bring to your leadership your business as an entrepreneur translating all of your skills learning because that's that's the process learning how to translate everything you've learned into your own um business you know so um that's all part of the whole managing in your own skin and Tori, you can go ahead and weigh yeah, on yeah girl i mean there was like 50 things that you said but i was so immersed in you that i was like i don't remember what you what i was gonna say <laughs> so i think oh so i'll bring up this point so Think about if you were to go buy a new car and let's say you chose to buy a red car, what's going to happen when you're on the road again? You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how many people bought red cars. So what you're also doing when you invest in yourself is you're elevating yourself. And what happens is, is then the blinders, I call them, I love the word barrier that you're saying and boundaries and whatnot. I call them blinders. So the blinders start getting wider and wider and wider until like you can see that peripheral vision around you. Right. And so when you are able to 
so you have to water yourself. You have to put sun and water and nutrients in yourself first in order to have that external reaction happen. So when Lindsay said, like, I'm nervous that people aren't going to buy for me, it's probably because I haven't tried it. There's uh -huh. something with inside of you, Lindsay, that you need to get curious about to understand why are you contemplating potentially the value that you are as a person to why somebody won't buy from you. Right. That's internal. And once you figure that out, the lights just go off. It's exactly. amazing. Exactly. I, I was going to say that word, the value. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I didn't realize we're almost, we're almost done here. So but we can take questions. It's almost noon, but you know, we want to say thank you. We want to yes. say thank you for being here and for listening to this pep talk, as I like to call chats. Um, I think out of everything, you probably see that Cheryl and I honor and own the lane that we're in, but we recognize that it's constantly evolving as well. That's why I picked the word from a company, right? Yes. <laughs> or the other, I love like get back your life, right? Because right. so many people try to live their life in somebody else's lane or shoes and it just doesn't work out very well. So um, I'll toss it to you, Cheryl. I would love if you have any closing thoughts or, you know, tips or resources or anything like that. And then we're happy to take whatever questions too. Absolutely. Um, I do, again, want to thank everybody for attending. I hope that you got some nuggets out of the whole thing. I hope you become more introspective in developing your own leadership style, who you are, and embracing all that you come with, the traumas, the experiences, the challenges from leaving corporate, leaving wherever you worked before and doing your own thing. I, I wanna congratulate you again for doing that because entrepreneurship is a different mindset and you'll see that you won't fit in with everybody because an entrepreneur has a different mind. Sometimes people are stuck in tradition way of doing things, of living life or working at a nine to five and you're like, you got all this greatness in you, you wanna walk into it. So make it, be intentional about everything you do. Tori mentioned about things having a purpose. You share your story with a purpose, it's intentional. Is a reason why you're doing or you're saying what you're doing is a reason why you want to put yourself in a room with other people who are like-minded is very important and then that's where you can grow as a leader because if you're always around other people who don't have vision for their life they don't see they don't understand a lot of times you get caught up in their um fears we talked about fears and insecurity you'll get caught up in their fears and it will become a block for you to move forward Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, at the beginning that I said, like, welcome to putting your name at the top of your to-do list, because typically it's at the bottom. When you choose to become an entrepreneur, you are honoring and owning the person that you are and not being attached to the end outcome. Because if there's anything I can tell you, it's that it's kind of like that VH1 show a long time ago that's like, you think you know, but you have no idea. Do you remember that? <laughs> but that's what entrepreneurship is about. Like, you think you have a clue of like how you're going to be able to show up in this world, but you don't until you really get in the driver's seat and do it. Like quick example is I'm, you know, think about all the people that you've ever met. Um, it's totally like that six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? And so yeah. I now work with the city of Charlotte's economic development department. And I just landed an awesome contract with the city manager because 
of four people prior to that three years ago when I chose, or two years ago, excuse me, when I chose to say I'm leaving corporate America and here's the reason why and what I'm planning on doing. It took, it took two years, but I, I didn't even know that this existed, that this right, opportunity, right? right? And so, right. so who knows what doors are going to be opened up next? Yes. Tori, I feel you. That's why I kind of went towards the contracting thing with the mental. I didn't know that existed until I came down here. I can. I did a little bit in New York. I can contract. My mind is like, wow, I can grow my entrepreneur business, um, be my own person. And I used all of that experience to help me grow as an entrepreneur. Doing the contracting thing, like you said earlier, it is a form of um, entrepreneurship, being self-employed and getting comfortable with doing that. Yeah. And now you're like, you know what? I can stop my own maybe mental health agency or I can do whatever I want to do because now you showing up and you giving yourself a chance. You're embracing all that you have. And then understand that sometimes you look at other people and you're like, wow, I want to do stuff like that. And I don't, I, because of all of these fears, you don't understand the entrepreneur mind says, I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to do it. If I yes. mess up, it's okay because it's going to be a lesson that I'm going to learn out of this. So don't be afraid to step out and be your authentic self. Yes. Um, I even wrote a book called Let Me Out before that purpose. <laughs> I love that. That's an awesome title. Let Me Out. There's so many things that's lying doormat in you and it's time for you to show up now. No more excuses. <laughs> yeah, girl. Get it. Absolutely. Yes. So we have about three more minutes. Does anybody have a question or want to like text anything or message anything just to make sure we heard you? Let me see what's here. I know people want the recording, which is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just did pep talked. Remember that kid president? That's where that, you know, like that, he was, that was out in like more than 10 years ago. And that wow. resonated with me so much. And that's why I call like what I do a pep talk. Cause yes. I just loved that. And like, look where it's landing me 10 plus years later. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, I started using the word power chat sometime too. have like a quick chat, but it'd be empowering. We can just, yeah, girl. Quick, Cause you know, everybody goes, um, consultation is another yeah. word. I, it kind of left my mind, but, um, yeah. I'm like, that was a power chat. This is, <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Or a power check. <laughs> like, exactly. Cause exactly. like, we're basically like checking people before they wreck themselves type of right. thing, right? We're provoking thought here. So that, yes, that. yes, absolutely. Yes. Hello Maybe ladies. So I had a question. Oh, oh sorry. Go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, okay. So, I noticed that you used the word servant leadership, which when you said that, I was like, oh, that's kind of like a part of what I was trying to verbalize, but I didn't have a word to it. Okay. Um, I am a, like, I love to serve other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm also very, very loyal to people. But the downside of that is that um, I find myself that when my friends who I love dearly or people who are close to me when they start things I go all in for them but then when it comes to my stuff I'm like I put myself on the back burner and it's like I'm trying to find a way to be able to support others and be there for others but also you know showing up for myself and my own business as well okay so you sound like me by nature you sound like you're an empath which is yes. good you care, about <laughs> you care about other people you feel what other people feel and this is why i mentioned the word boundaries earlier the good, that's a good thing so don't lose that because sometimes when we're trying to adjust ourselves we don't want to lose who we are at the core 
finding boundaries is also acknowledging your own feelings and learning to become more direct and articulate. Like I had a conversation earlier with a friend and was saying, I had to learn to articulate that when you, when you don't reciprocate certain things, I had to also learn not to always internalize it as well as they don't care about me. They don't have as much time for me. I just understand that we all move different and we show um, our um, appreciation for each other differently. And I can't expect everybody to maybe move the way I do because sometimes we get in the, the, the um, trouble becomes when we expect everybody to express themselves or to respond or react the way we do in our relationships. And I realize that's my gift. That's what I bring to the relationship. Yeah. But also I learned to articulate to those people but when you do this, it makes me feel this way as well. So that way, at least I have a communicated that their behavior makes me feel uncomfortable. And now we set up the room for being able to talk and communicate those things. So I think, I believe as long as you keep communicating, you're embracing the way, that's what assertive communication is. You're acknowledging other people, but you're also articulating the way you feel as well. You're not coming off as aggressive because you don't want to lean to the negative side. You know what? I'm tired because you know it can, you can easily go there. You want to always give. You always pour out. You all you sound like you're accommodating like me. I'm very accommodating to other people because of me being an empath and being empathetic. So I had to learn to set boundaries as well and be more verbal about how I feel and what I'm doing. So I won't change at core who I am. And I say servant leader because I like to serve. And of course, my example, being a, a faith believer, a Christian, I look at Jesus' example of being a servant. Even though he was a leader, just the example he gave when he washed the disciples' feet, showed them that he's still a servant even though he's leading. So I like to lead by example. I like to live out you know, what I'm teaching other people to do. I hope that was helpful. Yes, it was. Um, on more of a, on more of like an organizational level, what does that look like? If you have this long list of things to do, is it that you know you put your stuff first, or you put your you know you put their stuff first? Like you know how is more of like the organizational side of how to get things done. Tori, you want to respond to the organization? Sure. I would say, I think you need to ask more questions than make assumptions. So for me, what I say to people is, okay, last I knew that these were the priorities, but now you're giving me X, Y, and Z. And so help me understand, those are really great words, help me understand now have the priorities shifted and what is the expectation or what is the delivery date? And then just make sure that you are honoring that gut reaction to when you hear of like, I, there's no way I'm going to get this done, but this is what I think I can get it done. Like, say it. It's right. going back. So looks like that we have to close, but our contact information is on here. So we would be happy to hear from anybody and we wish you the absolute best. Thank you yes. for being here today. Thank you, everybody. It was good. Bye-bye.